0: Sound quality is like the number one thing you need to worry about when you're starting a podcast. If you don't sound good, I don't want to listen to your show because otherwise, like if, if for some reason, like there's a fan always running or like, and I know life kind of gets in the way, but like if there's a, a, for instance, a buzz in your microphone, you know, it kind of gets annoying. And I know some people can kind of block that out, but
1: the people that I know are audiophiles. Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for and by podcasters. We interview podcasters for the real scoop on podcasting. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, you'll find lots of inspiration, valuable lessons, and tips in our interviews. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Please visit podbean.com, the home for podcasters.
2: Hey, pod pals, and welcome back to Podcasting Smarter, Netflix and Swill is a podcast where Dan and Caleb drink bad alcohol and pontificate about the things streaming on Netflix, as well as all the Netflix news. It is my pleasure to welcome one half of podcast of uh, Netflix and Swill to the show. I almost <laughs> said podcast and Swill. Um, this is Dan. He is the co-host. Thank you so much, Dan, for joining me.
0: Yeah. Thank you for having me on such short notice.
2: Yeah. So um, this is interesting because I started a segment a few episodes ago called podcast confessions. And so I seem to always have a confession, a new confession um, having Mm -hmm. to do with my podcasting life. And so today's confession for me is that I had a last minute cancellation and um, so I was desperate to get somebody to to fill in, and so I tweeted on Podbean's Twitter account saying, "Hey, uh, I'm I was planning on recording tonight. Would anybody be mm-hmm. interested in being interviewed?" And you were the first one to respond. And actually, I didn't get as many responses as I thought I would. <laughs> so, lame. Yeah, that's pretty lame. I think so too. But you know that happens to all podcasters. But my confession and my disappointment in myself comes from the fact that I did not have a bank of interviews to fall back upon, which I should have. I should be, you know, recording a batch of episodes and and spreading them out evenly. And I mm-hmm. I, I failed at that. So that's my podcasting confession this week that I procrastinated and and did some poor planning. So Dan, I want you to open up, and I want you to confess something, and it's got to be worse than my confession.
0: Well, it's just straight up that I don't have a podcasting bank. I We're a current events Netflix podcast, so pretty much whatever went on that week, we're talking about it, so we don't really have a ton of episodes in order to kind of drop that are evergreen, so to speak, that can be put up at any time, and they just work. So,
2: but Dan, that you have a perfect excuse not to have a bank because you're a current events type of podcast. Okay, so let me just ask you straight up Have you ever had a one star review? No, damn it. I mean, darn it. Um, <laughs> have you ever forgotten to push the record button?
0: I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but not to you, Dan. I th-
2: not to you. I
0: th- <laughs> think the the word, the one thing that's happened is like my mic got unplugged. And that stopped the recording because we use Audacity and Audacity is just like, oh, there's no input. Got to stop now.
2: There you go. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that you are a real podcaster and you actually did not have a perfect podcasting record.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I've uploaded episodes too early. I have uh, screwed up intros before. It's, it's. Sometimes a disaster. See,
2: that's what I was looking for. Now, now I feel like we can really get into things now because <laughs> now you're relatable. Now, all of the the podcasters out there that are looking to you for <laughs> podcasting smarter advice can trust you because you've been through the ringer just like all of us have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> OK, so I always um, am curious and I want to know your story. Well, how and why did you start Netflix and Swell?
0: So. Uh, our friends, or my friend Nick, started this podcast called Epic Film Guys, and uh, which is a proud Podbean user. Yeah. Like uh, they use Podbean. So we love them. That's actually kind of why we started with Podbean, because it was something Nick knew, and we could talk to him about it. But uh, my friend Caleb, who is the other host of the show, was like, hey, let's do a podcast that basically rips off our friend's podcast, and we'll just do it about Netflix, and instead of drinking craft beer like they do, we'll drink just awful awful alcohol. So I went, yeah, sure, cuz I'm easily peer pressured and doing stuff. So we started it back in August of 2016 and here we are 94 episodes later.
2: That is great. I love that story. So if you could today talk to yourself in 2016, August of 2016, what would you tell mm-hmm. yourself? Like what is the thing that you've learned that you wish you had known from the beginning?
0: Well, two things, uh, and really they tie in together. Get better mics in general. Uh, I had an okay mic. Caleb was trying to because, like, we're in two different locations, so we're like recording over Skype and syncing Audacity audio together. And he was using basically uh, a stage mic that went through an amplifier, which then got put in through the amplifier to his computer. So, like, there was always this, like this buzzing in the background when he would talk. And eventually I got him to, you know, get a different mic for episode three. But, you know, for the first couple of episodes, there was that buzzing. And then once we got new mics, we were like, OK, well, we need better mics because these pick up a lot of sound. Like so it's it's finding the proper mic. Like right now I use an ATR 2100. Me too. And That's
2: exactly what I use.
0: Yeah, it's it's just such a nice mic because, you know, I could be doing something like something something can be happening, like way off mic and other microphones to pick it up. But on this, it's either very minimal or it you barely hear it.
2: All right. You said there was two parts to that. Did I catch both parts?
0: Well, technically, both parts were just like, not having Caleb hook up his mic through a preamp and <laughs> having better mics in general.
2: Okay. Okay, cool. So you mentioned that you two are not in the same room. So you're remote recording. And this mm-hmm. is a question that seems to fascinate a lot of podcasters. Exactly. What's the best way to remote record? Not that you know exactly the best way, but what's the way that that you guys do it? What is your exact setup?
0: So, we used to use Skype until some some update happened with Skype, and then it started crashing on me specifically. So now we've moved to Discord. Like we have a we have a Patreon page and uh, through Podbean and on Patreon, and uh, we offer that to our our Patreon people. But like so, we have a recording booth set up through that, and we'll both jump in there, and then you know we'll do a count in or like uh, uh since I'm the main editor, what I'll do is I'll tell them okay uh start talking so I can sync you up. So he'll, he'll press the record button. I'll have my record button pressed. And then like, I'll hold my headphones up to a microphone. It's not ideal, but to me, that's kind of the best way to remove any kind of, you know, imper- imperfections with it. Like making sure the sync is just right. Uh, we both record through audacity. I've had guests who've come on and use like garage band or Mixcraft or any number of things, but uh, typically, as long as you just have something that can record uh, and you're all on the same, you're all using the same thing, whether that's Skype, whether that's Discord, whether that's something like Ringer, like you use, it's, it's no big deal.
2: Cool. Now, for those who have never heard of Discord, can you describe a little bit more about what exactly it is?
0: Sure. And I'll also explain why I like it better than Skype. Uh, Discord is a lower latency. That means it it uses up less of your internet bandwidth kind of voice program. So whenever you are in the voice channels, because it's because it doesn't use as much processing power or bandwidth as Skype, there's less time in between. uh, Like, so if you use Skype, there might be sometimes where Skype will like crash out for like, two or three seconds and then you know there's just gonna be like this long blank space of nothing and you're just like why is this here oh that's because skype up, and it, it just sounds bad but with discord because of the low latency and because it uses less bandwidth there's less of that so it it, it aids to the natural flow of your podcast it, to use something lower latency like a discord and not like skype i do not like skype i i cannot sing how much i hate
2: skype well, you just did. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it enough, really. your, your vote has been registered against Skype. Um, well, that's good to know. I haven't talked to a lot of people personally that have used discord. So I'm going to look it up myself because I'm, you know, I'm always curious about it. I've been happy with ringer, but you know, when mm-hmm. podcasts you're always looking at other tools and you're just exactly. naturally curious. Right. Um, so Speaking of curious, this is completely not related to what we were just talking about, but it just popped into my mind
1: mm-hmm.
2: because you were, the name of your show is Netflix and Swill. I was just wondering, have you had any problems with Netflix? Like have they, is there any issue there with using their <laughs> name? Um, are you not big enough for them to care?
0: I don't think we're big enough for them to care. Uh, I have tried very hard for Netflix to get us to be noticed by them. And they just either willfully ignore us or just go on. Like uh, we've tried to get media accounts. Uh, We've had no response there. So they're at least aware of our presence in that kind of a sense. But no, Netflix has never come down to us and been, hey, you can't can't say Netflix. I mean, like I know there's other websites that say Netflix, but Netflix has never been like, hey, you can't you can't do that.
2: I would love to know if anybody in at Netflix actually listened to your show just to make sure that it wasn't anything that was, you know, they wouldn't want to be associated with because you guys, I mean, obviously you have a a passion for movies and, and shows, but you're not always positive about Netflix. Oh,
0: not even remotely. Uh, this year specifically, which is 2018, uh, Has not been a great year for Netflix so far. I think I've recommended personally maybe four things and we've probably watched about at least 30 to 40 items a piece.
2: Oh, wow. So you're watching, you have to watch a lot of things that you don't enjoy just for your show research, your homework.
0: Yeah. So like a few weeks ago we did Adam Sandler's the week of, and anybody who's followed Adam Sandler movies recently knows that Adam Sandler has not exactly been the best of filmmakers recently. So, I mean, the week of is fine, but there's other stuff like, uh, mute, which was a big sci-fi movie that came out earlier this year, back in February for Netflix. We hate that movie. Like I, I hate that movie. And, you know, I said, I said as much on the show and, you know, no one's ever been like, oh man, if Netflix sees this, you're never going to see it. Like, Like I said, Netflix is just not even aware we exist, really.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Or they're aware, but they just think, well, hey, you know, they're getting I mean, they're basically advertising for us. So
0: and that's the thing with Netflix is unless you're really paying attention to Netflix, you don't know what's coming on from week to week. So basically, we we are the advertising arm of Netflix.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. So how do you compile your news? Are you? Do you guys have Google Google alerts set up so that you are on top of, you know, anything coming out of Netflix?
0: So uh, on Facebook, I typically follow variety. I I just stick to one. Uh, Most of the time, if you're talking like big news outlets, they're all going to report the same thing. It's just when you get it. Uh, Also, I follow uh, on Reddit the R movies and R television and sometimes they'll have Netflix news that isn't on Variety or anything like that. But uh, for the most part, I, I try to keep it central in, in just with a couple places. Uh, also, we do get press release notifications uh, when the big. Sorry, the big news that came out last week was that the Obamas signed a multi-year deal with Netflix. Right. And we received a, a notification through our email that, you know, this was happening like Netflix released a press release. And, you know, we just kind of went, OK here's the press release, everybody like we didn't like I typically deal with the news kind of stuff. So I didn't doctor it or anything. It was just like, here is the copy pasted press release. Uh Netflix did this. You know, I didn't do anything to, to mess with this. This is verbatim what they said. So uh yeah, like our news is very curated around stuff we care about. Most of the time, like, if there's a show cancellation, we'll talk about it. But for the most part, if like if it's a show announcement, like we don't really talk about that until we you know actually see something like a trailer or uh, like teasers for it or anything like that. But for the most part, we're we're very curated to what actually interests us. And I think that's really helped us because like for the most part, I do want to watch all a lot of the stuff that we do watch for review on the show. But sometimes that just winds up with bad stuff being watched.
2: I wonder how, I want to know how thought out your premise for your podcast was. And the reason I'm asking is because I've noticed there are so many so many podcasts that review movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, we know. Yeah, and I'm sure you do know. And so it's very it's a very competitive genre I am assuming and obviously mm-hmm. it's it's a very competitive genre. So I think it's interesting that you sort of specialized in Netflix programming. I actually think it's super smart. And I was wondering if that was something that you actually thought, you know what, in order to differentiate our show from all the other shows, let's do this.
0: Well, that was certainly part of it. Uh, The other part really was that Caleb does not live in a good market for movies. Uh, His local theater gets maybe four movies at a time. Uh, I live in a much better market, but even still, it's not like that kind of cinephiles market where I can go to this indie art house theater and watch, you know, the the latest and greatest indie thing. So Netflix really became pretty cost effective for us. You know, we're both paying t- like I think it's twelve dollars a month now for a Netflix subscription, and we, we're using it anyway. Like we both were subscribed to Netflix before this podcast, and. It w- should the podcast end at any point, which it's not in the foreseeable future, but should it end at any point, we're still going to be subscribed to Netflix. So, uh, you, you know, it was just kind of like a, hey, we're we're really not paying anything to do this podcast other than to host it. So this this works for us.
2: Yeah, it just made sense on a, a number of levels. That's really cool. So, OK, so you're two about two years in, almost two years in, I guess you're approaching mm-hmm. your two year anniversary in a few months. Um, how do you market your show?
0: Great question. Uh, we have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter page, and I sometimes market on my Instagram. Uh, for the most part, I'm just trying to like market to friends and maybe through word of mouth that works. Uh, we're also part of this Pod, a Podern group called Podern Family. Uh, basically, it's a bunch of indie podcasts that all come together, use the hashtag Podern Family tag on Twitter. And we, we kind of cr- try to cross promote each other through use of retweets and such. So we we've kind of built an audience through that, uh, through Facebook. So like friends, like a majority of the people I know who contribute to us through our patronage, uh, are personal friends of ours and it, it's great that they support us, but like it, it's kind of difficult to, you know, kind of advertise your show when it's about Netflix and, you know, people are like, man, I don't know what to watch on Netflix. I guess I'll go to watch parks and rec again for the 45th time or something like that. And we're, we're trying to offer an alternative like, Hey, this is the stuff you should be watching. This is the stuff that Netflix is making that you should be watching. Or this is the stuff that if you're thinking about hard avoid. So we're, we're trying to market it to those people that are, you know, going to watch Netflix, but don't necessarily know what to watch.
2: Yeah. I like that. You know, I, I am a Netflix subscriber myself and, and, it is tough because sometimes, you know, you you feel like you've watched everything. You know, you're like, I've watched everything. Mm-hmm. I know there's more in there, but it's going to involve some sort of like crazy searching that I don't feel like doing with my remote control buttons. Exactly. <laughs> so, can somebody just tell me what I should be watching? So that that's, that's very cool. So of all those ways to market your show, do you have a sense of which one is working the best?
0: Uh, it feels like Twitter, honestly. Yeah. Um, Facebook. Facebook's weird because Facebook's algorithm is all kind of screwed up. Like I've, I I promote on my personal page, I promote on our 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 Facebook page for the show, and Twitter just seems to get more responses in general. Now, I mean, I found that with like once you have an established audience base, you're you're kind if you stick to your sim your same marketing you're not really going to grow out of that i that's what i found personally i don't know if anyone's found anything different Mm -hmm. so i've been i i have been looking for new ways to market the show so if anybody i i know you're probably going to tweet this out tomorrow or whenever this goes live but if anybody has any suggestions on where else to market your your podcast i'm all ears.
2: It's interesting that you say that because I tweeted an article um, uh, at Podbean.com, our our Twitter account, and it was an article about, well, it was suggesting that we should put more effort into the non-podcast listener. that That's still like 75% of people don't listen to podcasts and that... There, it's not as easy as we think. You know, for us people who listen to podcasts religiously, it seems like second nature, but it's actually right. not. And it doesn't mean that people are are dumb or not technically technically inclined. It's just not obvious. And so, um, you know, I got the sense that there was sort of um, a little bit of responsibility on the podcasters to educate an audience on exactly how to listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. And also um, they had some suggestions in the article of ways to advertise to a non-podcast listener. And they gave some examples, like for example, um, Atlanta Monster, they did actual billboard advertising. Mm -hmm. So they were you know, advertising to just sort of the general population, um, and um, they use Trader Joe's as an example. You know, they 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 advertise their their podcast at the checkout and give some hmm. details about how to find them. And so it was just interesting to kind of look at it from a different perspective, um, and maybe putting a little bit more effort into recruiting actual podcast listeners um mm-hmm. so any, huh. anyway I, I just i thought it was really interesting actually thinking about making it an entire topic for an upcoming episode because they had some good suggestions and i don't think it's something that we talk about enough you know
0: yeah yeah because uh you can only get so far with having podcast already podcast listeners like i i know for the most part we, like a lot of our listeners are other podcasters uh, especially with because we use the the pattern family kind of hashtag when we're talking about our show, you know, you're getting other podcasters to listen and that's great, but you know, not everybody has a podcast.
2: Right, exactly. So, let's talk a little bit more about the pattern family hashtag because I know a lot of new podcasters, you know, listen to this podcast. And so pattern family, it's uh spelled like modern family, but with a p, pattern family. How exactly how do you to tell a podcaster? How do they get hooked into this hashtag? How formalized is it? Is it something that any podcaster can just start using the hashtag and then also um, in their personal tweets, but then also um, following the hashtag and supporting other podcasters? Is that basically how it works?
0: Yeah. It's pretty much you, you opt in, you get out of it, what you put into it. So if you want to be somebody that is part of the pod and family, like if you have a podcast and you want to get your name out there, pod and family is a great way to do it. Uh, There are formal channels to go through in a way. Uh, Pod and family has a Slack channel for instance. And you know, we, we kind of, people post their episodes there and you'll go there and you'll, you know, go out, retweet and maybe even listen to some, someone's episode. Uh, But if you're somebody who doesn't retweet a lot of Potter and family shows and you're constantly spamming out Potter and family and you're not seeing retweets, well, that's kind of your own fault. You're, you're not participating. You're kind of just trying to leech off of this thing. So uh, really, like I said, it is, you get out of it what you put into it.
2: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's great advice. Um, so you mentioned that you listen to podcasts. So what kind of podcasts are you attracted to and what makes you Turn off a podcast.
0: Um, well, my, I mainly stick to my interests, mm-hmm. so it it comes to like video games, it comes to movies and television, and I, I pretty much kind of stay in that environment. I I also listen to a couple current events podcasts uh, because God knows I I need someone to actually curate the news for me. Uh, some of it is far too depressing for me to actually try to keep up with on my own, but. Probably the number one thing, and this is why I was talking about the mic situation very earlier, very much earlier on in the podcast, is that sound quality is like the number one thing you need to worry about when you're starting a podcast. If you don't sound good, I don't want to listen to your show because otherwise, like if if for some reason, like there's a fan always running or like. Uh, And I know life kind of gets in the way, but like if there's a, a, for instance, a buzz in your microphone, you know, it kind of gets annoying. And I know some people can kind of block that out, but the people that I know are audiophiles. So they are trying to listen to the best sounding stuff. So try to minimize as many distractions as possible from your voice, whether that's, you know, getting a, a microphone like an ATR 2100, I swear I'm not sponsored, uh, or, or something like that. Try to minimize yourself, uh, try to minimize anything that would hinder your audio quality at any point.
2: It's great advice. Now, um, do you listen back to your episodes?
0: Oh yeah. I edit our episodes, so I'm listening back constantly. Uh, sometimes I'm not listening back as carefully as I'd like to. There was an episode recently where I accidentally left a bumper Like I I copied the bumper, so it stayed at the beginning of the of the file and it went into its proper spot. But it bled over into the beginning of the episode and I went, oh, no, how did I not catch this? (laughs) But for the most part, I am I am way more attentive than that when it comes to actually doing the thing.
2: So when you listen back to yourself on your podcast and I remember when I started doing this way back, like when I had my very first podcast, it was so painful, but it taught me so much. Like I became a better podcaster by virtue of listening back and, and just kind of learning the pace of speech, my speech uh, ticks, you know, every time I cure one, I get another one that's been going on for years. Mm -hmm. But I think it, I think it helps you become a better podcaster when you listen back to your show. Do you agree with me or disagree?
0: For the most part, I agree. I, (laughs) People who who just kind of like slap it together and just send it up. If you're not listening back to your podcast, you're doing yourself and your listeners a disservice because you learn that you either need to slow down, you need to actually think about what you're saying because nothing is worse than saying um 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 um. Uh, Silence is way better than um a hundred percent of the time. So like listening to your voice and learning like okay this is what I'm doing wrong. Like this annoys me. Like what I am doing right now in this podcast annoys me. I should fix this because I'm sure this annoys somebody else.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Terrific points. All right. So everybody always wants to know how you are monetizing your show or if that is or how important that is to you at this point.
0: Well, we are on Patreon. We do use the podbean patron as well uh cool. pod, podbean patron yeah. app as well so and we have people on both uh and it's not that important to us i mean like obviously getting money from our supporters is wonderful but uh, you know it's not prohibiting us for like if we lost all of our patrons today we'd probably still continue doing podcasting it, it's not podcasting really isn't cost prohibitive you know uh the Podbean subscriptions only one hundred and eight dollars for a year. That's like that's like nothing. That's you you know to host to host a podcast that's like nothing. You know we also have a website that's another like fifteen dollars. That's that's nothing. You know to be able to reach people on a wider level, it, it the money the money that we pull in from patronage covers those costs, and it's not like we would stop doing it if, if those like I said if those costs just if if that money just just disappeared. But, you know, it, it is nice to to know that people will support you on a monetary level that you, you're doing something right if someone will do that for oh, you. Oh
2: Yeah, it's it's such a great feeling just to know that it's worth somebody parting with a few dollars to support what you're doing because they want you to keep going. So I'm always, so with the patron program, for those who might not be familiar, it's it's listener support. So listeners mm-hmm. will donate. um, on a regular basis and at a certain level and podcasters can be as creative as they want with reward levels. So I'm always curious about reward levels. what, what kind of rewards do you give your, your patrons?
0: Well, we started off with like, basically it's like real little, it's like stickers. And then we moved on to stuff like, you know, if you contribute $5 or more, you can write or record a review for of a, of a Netflix original program. And we'll either read it or play it on the show. And then some of our quote unquote, more gracious patrons uh, contribute at the $10 level where they'll get to name something they want us to watch. And most of the time that's something terrible because <laughs> they like hearing us complain about what's on Netflix. So, recently we had our friend Nick who did the epic film guys he who does the epic film as I should say he suggested that we watch Stephanie Myers the host
2: oh and
0: if you know anything I, about Stephanie I read movies, that book
2: and it's and the book was awful
0: it's I I guarantee you <laughs> I haven't read the book at all it's a worse movie
2: oh, no, the book was so bad
0: <laughs> it's uh it was it was terrible and uh, our other patron Bill Sutton he's he's having us watch Harold and Kamar escape from Guantanamo oh, Bay, and we're just no. <laughs> we're so thrilled that you guys give us money to hear us suffer. But
2: yeah, that does sound awful. But I have to say, it's a great way to get your audience engaged with you. You know, oh, it is. That's so that's so cool. I love I love that. What are what are you looking forward to with your podcast? Do you guys have any big plans or goals coming up?
0: So. With episode one hundred, uh, we did not celebrate fifty or fifty two, which would have been a, or fifty three or whatever it would have been for a year. Uh, we we weren't those kind. Of, we like we felt like a year was kind of a given. Like we we knew we were going to do a year of the podcast, and like really anything after that was like something that was really worth being celebrated. So we're reaching hundred now, and what Caleb suggested to do was we're going to reach out, and we we'd like for podcasts to reach out. We're gonna do. A hundred questions for a hundred episodes. So we're looking for 10 podcasters and we, we have a few in mind already, but we're going to ask them each 10 questions. Uh, I have no idea what they're going to be yet. We, we kind of haven't brainstormed that part out yet, but we're working on it, but that's, we're, we're trying to promote them, trying to promote ourselves and, you know, trying to get it like a good sense. Cause I know at least one of the questions will be, Hey, if you could change something about the show, what would it be? And I guarantee the number one answer will be get rid of that Dan guy. He is. (laughs) You're going to be out of there.
2: Okay, so let me just be clear. So you're going to ask ten shows. You're going to ask them Mm -hmm. ten questions. They're not going to ask you ten questions.
0: Correct. We're we're just going to ask them ten questions about whatever we see fit. You know, about their show, about our show, about you know, why is the sky blue? That kind of stuff. It sounds
2: like it's going to be a four hour episode. And it's fine. fine. you've got you've got the bad alcohol to keep you company so you just have to be careful
0: yeah i don't i don't know if i'd ever edit that show (laughs) you know drunk but yeah i certainly have the alcohol to keep me company
2: that is awesome i have a few final questions one is um for any new podcaster out there if you were to give them one piece of sage advice what would it be
0: It's definitely audio quality. I'll I'll, I'll stick to that. I mean, your content can be flexible for the most part. But if your audio quality is bad, we'll say, uh, you're going to have a hard time finding listeners who actually want to listen.
2: Don't hurt our ears. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. And the next two questions, they're just fun. And uh, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. but. I, I know okay. you're a good sport or you wouldn't be even on this podcast today. Exactly. <laughs> if there was a podcast, Dan, about your life in its entirety up to this point, what would it be called?
0: Oh, <laughs> Actually, that might be the perfect name for it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The Dan Brennick story.
2: <laughs> I love it. You know what? Every time somebody answers a question, it is absolutely a podcast I would listen to like the, the titles are perfect and you can just imagine like the type of irreverent content that would be on that podcast. So someday if you have enough bandwidth to do another podcast, I would love to listen to that one.
0: Oh no, no, no. There, my my life, uh, I don't think I have enough in my life going on. That's, uh, all that interesting to that many people.
2: (laughs) You might be surprised. (laughs) Okay. Or maybe it would encourage you to make your life more interesting because you would need content for the podcast.
0: That's a good point. It's a anyway, very good it could point. Be a life
2: changer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next question, this is called fantasy podcaster. If you could choose anyone living or dead to have a podcast, who would it be?
0: Can I choose more than one person? Are they a team? They're not a team per se, but it would be like, this is such a history nerd thing and whatever, but it it would be like the founding fathers because Mm. I would like to see the founding fathers like kind of transported to today and hear what they would have to say because not to get too political, but everyone says that now, like, man, what would the founding fathers say today about our society? And I just go, Man, I really wish that would happen, because i that would be so fascinating Could you to me.
2: imagine? Could you imagine? That oh would God. be amazing. This is why we need to invent our time machine, because these are the things that we could actually make happen. Mm-hmm. Do you believe a time machine already exists?
0: Uh, uh, pfft, no. Okay. And if we're going by the concurrent time theory, it it will never exist because if it...
2: If it did exist.
0: <laughs> if it does exist and if it did exist, it would have happened already.
2: Oh, now my brain hurts. But anyway, um, well, we'll have to see about that. Well, I don't have a podcast time machine, but... Um, <laughs> I'm so glad if I could turn back time, I wouldn't change anything because I'm so glad you joined me today on Podcasting Smarter at the 11th hour in my time of podcasting need. I will never forget that favor. And um, yeah, so definitely keep us posted. I will get this up and out there and tag you and all that stuff. And for everyone out there, please check out Netflix and Swill. You can find them I, I'd say the easiest thing is to go to their site, Netflix, N, the letter N, Swill, dot com, mm-hmm. And then that will link you, link you to their, their Podbean site, iTunes, all the places that you can find them. Uh, listen, support their show, and uh, find the next thing that you want to watch on Netflix. Uh, yeah, yeah, sounds great.
0: This week we're talking Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and uh, also coming up later is uh, Arrested Development Season 5. Oh. So find out if those are worth well, watching I
2: am a fan of Unbreak. well no let me just uh, I'm a fan of the first season of the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt I don't think I don't okay. think it held up in the following seasons okay that that's fair? fair
0: I can I can see why why would great but yeah that, that okay, makes sense but I,
2: but I will continue to watch it just so you know I don't I don't not like it enough not to not watch
0: it. <laughs> oh you're one of those people yeah
2: now that I've I, you know I feel like I'm committed to it and I have to keep keep going
0: Believe me, as a completionist, I completely understand that. Is that what it's called,
2: a completionist? Okay, I'm going to add that to my business card. All right, Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a blast.
1: Thanks for joining us for Podcasting Smarter. You can check our show notes at podcast.podbean.com for links and details. Please like our podcast, leave your comments, and help us spread the word to other podcasters so we can bring you more great episodes with podcasting tips and inspiration from fellow podcasters. If you want to connect with other podcasters or get interviewed on this podcast, please join our Podcasting Smarter Facebook group. We look forward to welcoming you to the community. Happy podcasting!